This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you'll learn to get unstuck. Start now. Conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult. Find quick and clever ways to overcome. Wait, did you think life was going to be easy? Remember, all of your excuses are now dead to me. Let's get started. So what do you do if you're afraid? Because I hear what you're saying, but when you go to actually apply that, I could see lots of hurdles that people can make from assumptions or... Question. You said what? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. How do you apply something like that? That's a great question. Yeah, especially when you're afraid. Like, how do you... Because what I think I realize a lot of people don't connect is your thoughts predict your emotions, how you yeah. feel, and then it predicts your behavior. So if I can understand why you're acting like this is what you're saying or what makes you act like this, then I can understand how I'm participating or how, how I am maybe not helping in yeah. ways that I should. So it really does your thought for today will tell you where you're going to be next year. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of delay. But like, what do you do when you're just afraid? Like maybe you don't want to know what you think. What, do, what if you're scared to hear what your partner think that maybe they really think you gained that extra 15 pounds that makes you look like you have cookies in your cheeks and that is unattractive to them. Like, what if you're scared to hear that? Right. How do you yeah. get through that hurdle? That's a great question. I think that's a really good question. So yeah, if you ask your partner, do I look, how do I look? Have I gained some extra weight? Have I gained like, <laughs> have I gained the quarantine 15, you know, have I gained, you know, how do I look? And that's, you know, that's, but you know, that's a great question though, because at the heart of that question is, am I lovely? Am I beautiful? Am I handsome? Am I desirable? It's, and it also gets at the heart of, am I enough? And this where this goes back to trust. When we feel valuable, by we feel valuable. Uh, when we feel valuable, it also creates feelings of trust. And so, because trust again is about, can I get my needs met with you? And if I feel like you value me and you find me just still attractive, even though I maybe got some wrinkles since we got married, I got gray hair now, I've put on some weight, I've aged. Am I still? valuable to you. And you, when you communicate that to me, that also breeds trust. And, but you're asking a good question though, like how do we bring up something like that? It is scary to bring up something like that. I would say, you know, I mean, this, I don't want to give you a cop out answer, but I would just probably start with something you feel safer with because, huh. because something like, here's, you know, my, one of the, here's the crazy thing is this is really surprising to a lot of people but the first stages of intimacy is actually conflict and so that if we're going to have vulnerability and we're going to have true intimacy where you get to know me and i get to know you and we're married to each other or we're in a manic relationship to each other we're going to have conflict because i'm going to express things that maybe that are doubts and insecurities i have about your love towards me and some of those are going to be about how way, ways I don't feel like you're there for me and you're going to feel attacked or you're going to feel defensive. But for us to get to deeper levels of love and understanding and acceptance and reassurance, we have to iron those fears out. We have to discuss those fears. And usually when people discuss those deeper things, because it's like, usually they revolve around what's what I, you know, what people call, uh, 
I call it this, other people call it this, fears of self and other. Mm. When we, and that's basically, am I enough? That's the fear of self. Am I good enough? And and then we have, am, am I, uh, are you there for me? Can I get my needs met for you, through you? And when I feel like I can, then I, I feel like I can trust you. And because you're meeting my needs, that then I begin to feel valuable. How do you become honest with what you desire in your marriage and your needs? Because what and I I, I don't have a lot of marriage talks with um you know my friends, but you, there is what I call marriage residue. Mm. You can tell you know it's almost like when you drink out of a glass and you have lipstick on, it leaves a residue. So you can see what color that is. You kind of get an idea. But, you know, if you don't ask my help with something or you're not making it public, then I feel that it's my job to just be there for you and, you know, keep it moving. But from a parenting perspective, I get a lot of questions from parents of just feeling afraid to tell their kids what they need from them Mm -hmm. and feeling afraid or guilty that they should even ask. So I'm assuming that same guilt probably translates in a marriage, meaning, hey, I like this and I don't want to be ashamed or afraid to say I might like something. I'm not saying that you have to like it, but I do want to make it known that this is something that I like and would like to talk about and we can figure out what that looks like. How do you what's a great way to frame that so that you can have the courage to even say that? That's a good Good question. How do we come to somebody when we're not sure of the response we're going to get, or how, or even if we feel uncomfortable bringing up what we need? Yeah. How do we bring it up? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that at its core, the elements that all good communication have in romantic relationships is when people speak softly, without a tone without frustration, huh. without criticism, and they speak from their heart. Like if we want to get hurt, the number one thing people can do to ensure they're not going to get hurt is bring up their request or their need or their thought with a, you know, like kind of with criticism or with a tone. But people can hear when we bring it up softly with uh, when we do it from our heart. You can have kind of the, the strongest guy that, you know, the most machoist man, the Clint Eastwood back in his prime, the John Wayne kind of <laughs> guy, you know, and normally these guys are kind of minimizers of emotions and things like that, you know, and nothing wrong with independence, but they're fiercely independent. I don't need anybody. I can go right off of my saddle and my horse and camp in the, you know, the uh, Death Valley with 120 Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's kind of their mentality, but you can reach them if you do it without criticism. And when people are married to somebody like that, the number one go-to that we do, because we've tried ways to reach them, the number one thing we begin to do to try to get a hold of them is we start we start with criticism. You always, you never. And, mm. and the way to reach somebody like that, even if they're that far removed, you know, or that distant, so to speak... How we reach them is we eliminate criticism. We eliminate controlling behavior. We start accepting them for who they are. This is who they're meant to be. This is who they are. You know, maybe they need to grow. I'm going to encourage them. You know, I'm going to find ways, positive ways to be there without making them feel controlled or criticized. 
Because when we do that, we start to tap into their feelings of not being good enough. And we start to tap into their feelings of insecurities because they really do want to please us as well. But if we can talk to them without a tone, without criticism, and we can talk to them uh, from our heart, where they're hearing more of the gentle, sensitive side, we're probably going to get a much better response. They're probably not going to shut down on us. And they're probably going to also respond in a positive manner. But it's scary because the onus is on the one who brings it up. But that's mm. what studies are showing us that really leads to good communication, especially guys like this, is you can't have a tone, you can't have criticalness. But usually what people do when they're married to somebody or in a relationship with somebody like that, they get frustrated, you know, because they're, they are independent. They are fiercely independent. That's a better way to put it. And so they, because they are, they don't spend time thinking about relationships as much. And it just doesn't register for them the same way it would with somebody who, um, you know, with someone probably that they're married to. And, right. And so what they resort to is criticism. You're never here. Here you are again. You forgot my birthday or you did this or you did that. And, you know, we lead with criticism because we want to get a response. At least I can see that you're feeling something, that you're reacting to it. I know you care. I may have to piss you off to get there but I, and got you angry, but at least I know you care. And, and then they just shut down and avoid us. But if we can eliminate the criticism, the tone, and talk from our hearts softly, we're going to have a much better chance and higher degree of success. Uh, but what they do here, I do want to say this, when they, they do get defensive when they feel misunderstood. And people, right. get mis, mis, people get misunderstood when we doubt their intentions. And so sometimes, like I was talking about earlier, like intimacy, the first st steps of intimacy are actually conflict. And that's because we don't understand how the other person thinks. And we're bringing our, our opinions up. We're expressing some of the things that are there. And people get defensive because they feel misunderstood. So they feel the need to clarify themselves. And so if we can just talk without criticism, without blame, without demands, talk from our heart, they're going to they're gonna be able to hear us much better. Because they do want to please us too. They do want to be there. Guess what time it is? It's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this but if you're feeling a little like generous right or you're super um free with your time right now probably doing nothing because you're listening to this um well maybe if you're doing something actually just make yourself free right now hit subscribe what are you waiting for hit it come on hit subscribe That's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like, for real. No, for real, for real. Okay... You can keep listening. <laughs>